Tales from the East End, episode 73. And of course, it's me, Gary P, and the prof, Carl Riley. Hello again. So, uh, it's our last Tales from the East End of the year. Our weekly Tales from the East End, last one. It's our last regular show of the season. And then we have our mega monthly crazy live session coming up on, the end, on Sunday, this coming Sunday. So, uh, it's going to be an absolute belter. So, it's going to be a lot of sore heads, I'd say, at that podcast after Sligo, prof. Where are we going after the forger? The I think points? I think I'd say the wackle drag us to the points. We'll see how we get on. <laughs> so uh, yeah, this week's show is jammers. We have uh, Waterford from last week. The trip to Sligo tomorrow. Members corner with Paddy Flanley, uh, who you might know as Alabama Rover on the forum, and he's back for his first game all season. And uh, we'll play you some more grind my gears, and then it's the one you've been waiting for, bruv. Can't wait for this. Davy Mack versus Joey O'Brien in the final of Quifty's questions from the East Stand. So we'll find out once and for all who is the smartest in the squad. Uh, it's yeah, been great crack all season this we, stuff we stuck with a poll this morning so I'm not sure what the results are yet I think Joey's leading at the moment yeah. a couple of percentage points so you're um, not going to read your own prediction though yeah I think Davy Mack's going to take home the gold I think so I think Joey is going to be a little bit too aggressive because he likes to get stuck in there I think Davy's going to lay back and pounce counter attack you're saying Davy Mack is not aggressive he certainly is but he's going to pick and choose this time and uh, yeah, so can't wait for that. It's gonna be a great crack. And just to know on Joey, actually, I noticed a stat for you from the, the quiz so far. He's got at least seven points. Quiz stats in every round. So in far. every round. Yeah. So he's consistent. Now that is consistency. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, it's been um, tickets have been issued and invitations have been sent out. So the end of season. Um, sorry, the like we said the. the End of season live studio and special in Johnny Blues. If you've gotten a ticket, you are a very, very lucky man or woman. And uh, we are going to have that mad session, Johnny Blues. Yeah, the special will be out, uh, like the audio of it will be released probably on Tuesday. I was listening back to last year's one. I only planned to listen to a little bit of it. And I just kept laughing my ass off yeah. so much. I ended up sitting there for about 40 minutes listening back to it. It was so funny. Brilliant. See, what we do is we give them a good, we, we tell people to come at three. Normally we get started about quarter to four, four, let people sink a couple of cans first, get them in the mood, and then uh, it all kicks off then. Do you remember last time I think Forky just turned around, at some, like we, someone turned around, they were like, where are we going to get a drink? It's getting late, and Forky yeah. turns around and goes, it's only half seven! I think everybody started <laughs> singing, going, yeah! <laughs> a song broke out yeah. about how it's only half seven. Yeah. We've got two big name guests for this, girl. Go on. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to reveal them, I'm just going to say it. Oh. I would call them both Irish celebrities. Irish celebrities? Yeah. And, um, yeah, so we're going to talk a little bit about some club news now. We've tickets for the Rovers end of season lunch, and they're available online. And it'll be the Odeon on Harcourt Street, Saturday, November 3rd. So always a good occasion. Smart, casual is the dress 
and um, get yourself down, get some lovely pints and uh, a bit of grub, and you can mingle with the football department. No mention of comedians this year, though. So uh, Mrs. Wilson won't be won't be getting grilled no. like she does every year. <laughs> um, yeah, so get your tickets for that. It's always a great occasion. And uh, what else we got? We have Bray Wonders mascot won the race last Sunday. Hooperman got absolutely walloped. Did you see him? He's had like wind blown against him. It, it looked like he was on, running on the spot. But I just watch watch back the video, right? Just watch the seagull. It's hilarious. He's like uh, fucking Terminator the way he's running. Is this Rocky the Seagull? I don't know. Sammy the Seagull. I presume yeah. it's a it's alliteration. Sammy the Seagull or whatever. But he he just takes off and he fucking he romps home. It's actually hilarious. Superman was way behind, wasn't he? Ah, he never got going. But never that, got going. That was nobody we knew. I think though, it wasn't any of the usual suspects. I think it would have been the costume there. Maybe the likes of Luke Proctor and he'd have romped home. He'd be quite a fit fella. I was hoping Freddie the Fox, the old sporting fingal mascot, would make it come out of retirement for this one, but he didn't. Do you know that he was sent off in the 2009 Cup Final for impersonating a linesman? No, I didn't know that at all. I remember yeah. watching that match as well. Um, yeah, so uh, the Waterford game, Prof, I was abroad. Tell us all about it. I actually watched it, in fairness. I got them to stream it in the hotel, in the bar. I thought you were saying every game was streamed except ours. Uh, it was up until kickoff because I forgot it was eight o'clock kickoff, so I was there about quarter to go. Where's the stream? In the bar, trying to throw cans at the at the, at the TV. Uh, now I got to go on eventually, and um, saw I saw the guts of it. But go on, give us give us your take. Well, I was hanging out with Ozzy Nate for most of it because we were both missing our gars. He was missing his gar Brennan. <laughs> I was missing my Gary P. So we we were united for those reasons. I got about 40 minutes of coherence out of him, which is pretty good for, for a night, I think. The old vape was involved. <laughs> I was thinking, when I came into the suite, I was wondering, where is everyone? Like, it was just, and then when I went to the stand, it was just me, Dan, Tommy, and Nate. They were, we were the only bogeys, but I can be classed as a bogey. The bogey, yeah, oh yeah. yeah. And um, aside from Paddy, who will uh, play that interview in a moment, do you know who I met? Go on. And Panned from the farm. Ooh. Never met him before. Another another uh, wordy poster, and he was like, "Yeah, sorry, that was me giving out about the length of the show." Ah, uh, remember, remember, <laughs> remember we were giving out about that in the survey. We were saying, "Who gives out about the length of the show?" Do you remember it was the the four hour one with Derek Tracy? Yeah, yeah, and Tony that, that was a cracker. He was like, "Will you edit that?" That was great. He was like, "Yeah, sorry about that." <laughs> but um, yeah, he reckons forms are a thing of the past. Although I think Alabama Robert probably prefers him, doesn't he? Because he's more of a farm man. I think they'll always stay alive. They'll just have reduced numbers, you know. It's uh, it's it's one of those things. But I mean, it's it's just natural progression, isn't it? The the more these platforms come about, Facebook and things like that, that it's just gonna die off. But eventually, ho- hopefully, it stays it stays around anyway. I think it will. But um, the last program of the season, Prof. Hopefully, everybody picked it up. Uh, Jason Gaffney tweeted this. One of the many, many things I'll miss in the off-season will be reading Hoop Scene on a Saturday morning. Thank you so much to all the volunteers who made this such a great read week in, week out. Top class production value. So, yeah. yeah. Here, here. Good toilet read. <laughs> uh, thanks as always to, to Robert and McDowell who does the interviews. There, right. there are times during the season where I struggle for content. I'm like, it's, it's like 600 words on a page and I struggle. And then I opened the program, and Robert's written about five or six different things. 
And I'm like, where, where are you just, get? Yeah, just baits them out, doesn't it? Where are you getting this from? I, I have to say, you have to, you have to give them a massive shout out for all the work that they do. It's it really is amazing, and just it's just down to love at the end of the day. It's not as if it's a chore. These guys are doing it because they love it. So um, yeah, big massive shout out to all the contributors and the sellers, of course. And uh, yeah, so uh, we're gonna move on. We're gonna go to uh, the members' corner. First overseas member on the members' corner, I do believe, Prof. Yeah, I like this. Uh, the last couple, I think, well, before Joe's, they've been newer members, haven't they? Nick Clark and James yeah, Rowe. Yeah. And this time we've got an overseas member. So, nice little we're, change Yeah, we're, we're hitting all the right spots. So, uh, Paddy Flanley, can you do your best Alabama accent? What's what, what's that down south, isn't it? I'm not even going to attempt it, probably. This is Paddy Flanley with members corner. I'm a member! So we're here with uh, Paddy Flanley, a.k.a. Alabama Rover. He's over to see the Waterford game tonight. Uh, how long have you lived in the States, and uh, how often do you get back over to see the hoops? Uh, moved to America in 1987. Um, for a while, I was probably coming home every other year, but lately I'd come home maybe twice a year. So I've made three years in a row. I've gotten to Rover's last game of the, of the season, and so I at least get one game in, and, and when I get to Europe, I try to make more. So your immigration coincided with Milltown? Absolutely. I uh, started following Rovers when Giles came. So my time as a young hoop actively following the club was all the way through the Giles era and then the 80s four in a row era. Left the country mad for a couple of reasons in 87. One was there were no jobs and the other was the coins had really screwed Rovers over. And so uh, when I left the country, I was very disillusioned with the club, very disillusioned with Ireland, very disillusioned with uh, football in general. So I became a lapsed hoop for quite a while after that. Now you're a listener to the show because you've left messages in the forum saying that you you listen to it while you're driving the trucks, so and you appreciate the longer ones too, even the four-hour specials. Yeah, it's a it's a four-hour drive from Birmingham, Alabama to Mobile, Alabama, and a five-hour drive to New Orleans, and so the longer the better sometimes. Otherwise, I end up changing it halfway on the trip. So we do. Um, I like the short ones, but I like the long ones even better. Do you have a prediction for our quiz final, Dave McAllister versus Joey O'Brien? Uh, you know, Joey O'Brien has surprised me. He's been uh, actually pretty good, so I'm going to go with Joey. All right. Uh, do you remember your first game and how you got into Fallen Marbles in the first place? I do. Uh, I was probably nine years old, went to Mount Marion to my cousin's house, and uh, my older cousin and about ten lads were in green and white scarves heading out the door and uh, quickly learned that they were hoops and they were heading to Milltown. Uh, everybody knew Giles had taken over the club and it took me about four months to convince my parents to let me go and so uh, four months later I took in Rovers against St. Pat's it was a 2-1 win came back two weeks later and watched us beat Cork Albert 2-1 and I was hooked that was it for me I remember those two days two games distinctly Do you have a favourite ever Rovers player pre and post Tata? You know, it's funny, uh, I was a big fan of Alan O'Neill, so I was thrilled to see him on a podcast the other day. Uh, I would say from, from the Giles era, Alan O'Neill was probably my favourite, and I remember the song that we used to sing for him all the time, right? So it went, Alan, 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 he would be my favourite from that era. And from the 80s, um, I really liked um, um, uh, Liam O'Brien. I just really liked him. I thought he was a really good player. Um, and uh, he would have been, I would have said, the best player on the night, the night we played Celtic. I think even the manager of the Celtic team said that on the night. I loved the way he used to drive with the ball at his feet, and I loved the way he could shoot from distance. 
So tell us how long you've been a club member and uh, why did you decide to become one? Became a member the year we were in the first division. Um, I became a Laps fan, as I said, when I left in 87. It was hard to keep up with the club because it was pre the World Wide Web and it was a winter season and when I came home it was often summertime and I was mad at the Kilcoins anyway. So I woke shortly for a while after we moved to the RDS, went to a game in the RDS. Um, but really uh, it was when the club went into examinership that I caught wind of that from America that I started to try to surf and find everything I could on the internet about what was going on and uh, felt really bad that the club could go out of existence and um, hated the fact that what had happened with the coins was about to happen again but only worse um, and so I I started Googling everything I could find for Rovers and I found Paddy McCourt's videos with the goals against Bray which led me to the forum and, and all of a sudden I was on the Rovers forum and it was amazing. So, that, so I connected to the club through the Rovers forum and I made a very naive but well-crafted, long-winded email about how we could raise money for the club and a short response came from Buzz O'Neill said, why don't you just become a member? And I didn't know anything about membership, didn't know anything about the members program, and I, so I looked into it and, and I said, that's for me, and I became a member. So you'd always think that uh, a fans on club is the way to go because of instances like Milltown and owners like the Cook Coins? Yeah, the, you know, I was sick to my stomach over the Cook Coins. Still am, right? There's a couple of instances in my life that just when I think about them even now, I'm sick to my stomach. And that ownership model almost destroyed Rovers. Uh, it could have destroyed us twice and so we take we should take nothing for granted and so I don't think we should ever be complacent I, when I learned about the membership and the members model that was it for me and I firmly believe it's the way to go Is there any way you think we could improve member numbers any extra benefits that come with us? Yeah it's an interesting one for me right so I'd like to see the members club have a formal mission statement and actually say maybe a bit more overtly what it's about to get alignment around it. But for me, I know what it's about. It's about governance of the club, and it's about financial support of the club. The perks are nice. Um, you know, I do like being able to park in the stadium if and when I ever drive here. I do like the scarf they sent me once a year. I like being able to get match tickets for big games if and when um, you know, I need them. As a member, I get a bit of a VIP treatment when I show up at the stadium sometimes. Those are all really good things, but that's not why I'm a member. Um, if as an as a an overseas hoop, um, I think that what we would want is probably just more regular communications with the club. Just know what's going on more often. The newsletter is good, so they've got the newsletter that's electronic now that pops up once in a while. That's nice general information, but it doesn't really tell us the inside story of what's going on with the club. I'd like to see the club find a way for overseas members to participate in the AGM by Skype or something similar to Skype. I'd like to make sure that we get copies of the minutes or at least copies of the proceedings after the AGM if we can't make it here. I've been a member since what? We were in the first division. I've only made one AGM. But um, I don't automatically get a copy of the presentations and proceedings from the AGM on the years I can't make it. And I'd, Those are the types of things that I'd like to see so I know more about what's happening in the club. The price has come up a lot in your interview so far. I think as an overseas member, you pay half, don't you? So do you think that's fair? Yeah, when I first joined, it wasn't half. Um, it was the full whack. Um, I joined anyway. Uh, but yeah, there's no season tickets when you're um, you know, an overseas member. And so that benefit wasn't really there. And I suppose it was probably a little steep, particularly when the currency rates fluctuate. So when the dollar got weak and we were paying full whack, that was a lot of money. 
you know, we've gone to a situation now where I think the price is very fair. I mean, it's, you know, basically 300 right, for an overseas member. And so we don't get the season tickets. For me, the price is not an issue. You know, I can afford to do it. I've heard a lot of people come on here and say, if you can afford to do it, do it. If you can't afford to do it, don't do it. I mean, if you think about, did we drive up overseas membership by cutting the cost? I'm not sure we doubled it. And so if we, you know, if we drastically cut the overseas membership cost, we increased the value of that, but it lowered the revenue probably for the membership club in the process. I'd be interested to see those numbers. I don't know how many overseas members we have now and how many joined because of the price reduction. But I doubt that many overseas members think too much about the price. That would be my view. And what would you say to a fan to convince them to become a member? You know, I think... If you haven't lived through the Milltown era and the end of the Milltown era, I think that every fan should try to understand as much about that as they can. And I think they, they need to understand that we cannot be complacent. And we've had divisions in the club even recently in terms of strategic direction and which way we should go. I, I think our future is not automatic. I don't think that even having a members club, even if the members are there but they're not interested or they're not participating or they're not driving the club in the right direction. You know, for, an F, for any club playing in, in the Irish League, it's, um, your future is difficult. It's not automatic. And our club needs strategy. It needs input. It needs volunteers. It needs guidance. It needs money. It needs all of that. And it's our club. And that's what makes us different at Rovers. Everybody I meet says that Rovers fans are different than any other club. We are more passionate. We are more involved. We care more about our club. I think... I would say to anybody that can get involved, get involved. If you can get involved and not become a member, get involved and don't become a member. And if you can afford to become a member, then become a member. But I do believe nobody should go into hock to become a member. And I don't think that the voting rights for members is the biggest single reason that you want to become a member. But I think there's other ways to get involved in the club if you can't afford it. But if you can't afford it, I would encourage anybody to do so. Uh, the Player of the Year and the Young Player of the Year awards are being handed out tonight. Who do you vote for? Yeah, so I'm probably uh, controversial because I, I um, mulled over this a lot, right? So I've seen a lot of the games on Score Live and I've certainly seen a lot of the games on Monday Night Soccer, but I've only actually seen very few live games this season. I think Rovers were probably on television even last this season than they were in the last couple of years. Um, but f- and I would normally go with a player that was here all year, but I broke that rule completely this year. So I just think that Alan Manis and Watts have made a massive impact on the club. And a little unfair to Brandon Kavanagh because I think he's very deserving. But I think that Watts' impact is phenomenal. He is some player. I mean, I just think that he's, he's done enough for me in the few games that he's played to change the course of our season to make him automatic. And, and you know, Alan is probably even less of an obvious choice because, in fairness, Gavin uh, you know, held his spot pretty well until he picked up an, an injury. Um, and so I can understand those people that went with Grace. That's probably a good choice. And I know that Dan Carr's name has popped up lately since he got that goal with uh, St. Pat's, and he's probably deserving. Maybe as a striker who works really hard and only had nine goals, that's not good enough, but ten goals is good enough. I could have voted for any one or three or four players for, for player of the year, but I had to go with Madison. You know, maybe I have a soft spot for keepers after Alan O'Neill. I know you're only watching from afar and through dodgy streams and all, but would you have a season highlight from 2018? 
No, I don't. You know, I heard you ask uh, other members uh, that question, and there, you know, it was always about the three nil over Cork or or the win up in Dundalk. Uh, watching those from afar, those are great days. Um, I I would say the turnaround in our season, right? It's you know we're very impatient fans. It's amazing. We're we're sometimes glass really full. We're going to conquer the world, and then four weeks later we're suicidal, and we all want to shoot everybody and fire everybody. And and I think that. When I watch where we were after 21 games in, and the, you know, I watch the momentum we have right now. For me, I think it's that change of direction, right? The number of clean sheets we've kept, uh, the way that the back five has settled in, the way that Greg Bolger has come on and, and leaps and bounds. The additions that we've made in general are pretty good. I, I would say it's uh, the turnaround. I don't have one particular event. Uh, yeah, so that was Paddy. And uh, so hopefully he, del- he enjoyed his uh, his trip home. He said him and his crew had a blast. They all loved the eight nine nine bar. Ah, mad, amazing, isn't it? It was the first game of the year, so so plenty of points had and the crack and a good win anyway. Good to see the hoops win on his fourth game of the season. And um, right, so we only needed a draw at home to Waterford to seal the third place, coveted European spot, and we won three one in. Um, Emphatic fashion, you could say, and uh, my three-two prediction, girl. Not bad, yeah. Not far off the pace there at all. And uh, Sammy Bowen played right back, and Joey O'Brien played left back, filling in with a suspended Eden Boyle, and he injured Sean Cavanagh. So, uh, what was your uh, thoughts on the lads? How did they do a fullback or makeshift fullbacks? Bowen has been pretty good every time he's played there, hasn't he? Does a job, alright. Yeah. But that's what I think he's confined to now. He's a squad mm. player, isn't he? I mean, he'll jump in at left back, midfield, in front of the back four, centre half. He's he's played pretty much everywhere, bar up, up top and on the wing. So Joey did well too. Nearly scored. Joey, yeah, had a header, didn't he? And uh, with a goal disallowed in the fourth minute as well, which looked suspect to me, Prof. Yeah, well, it was Watts and Shaw going for the header, wasn't it? Yeah. And Shaw scored. I. I think a lot of people expected Waterford to come at us from the off because they had to win. Like, they had to get the three points to stay in the hunt for third. But it was actually us. Like, we were all over them in the opening periods. And this went in after 54 seconds. So whenever a goal goes in that early, the first thing I do is I check the scoreboard to keep an eye on, is this going to be a record goal? Yeah. Because uh, our fastest one is still a minute and a half by Dean Kelly against Pats. And the fastest against us was Kieran Jalali, 32 seconds for Sligo. Kieran Jalali, remember him? And uh, the second goal, no, sorry, the own goal by Gary Comfort in 14 minutes. Uh, yeah, so it's officially down as an own goal. I thought Shaw's he got it. But Gary Comfort on 14 minutes, so uh, an early goal. Nice to see. Yeah, I thought it was Shaw initially too. Well, actually, first of all, I just thought it flashed in somehow from Kara's shot. It looked like a good finish from Shaw, to be honest. But uh, some fantastic work by Carr down down the left hand side, isn't it? Yeah, he was, he was very effective on that left. He gave that guy, uh, gave that fullback a torrid time. Feely, yeah. I thought he was very effective, yeah. Or the front, the left of a front three, if you want to call it that. Yeah. I thought he was great. Uh, Comerford, an ex Rovers reserve player, by the way. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Prof with the stats. And uh, second goal, Danny Carr, two minutes. Oh, sorry, 35 minutes and an excellent finish. Fox in the box. I didn't think he'd get it out from under his feet. It seemed to be stuck under him for an age. Barely top corner as well. Keeper has ruined it a spot. Yeah. You remind me a little bit of that twig goal. 
You know the one I'm talking about? Yeah, the one where he, he pivoted on his one foot yeah. with his left foot and put it in the top corner. Against Bowles. Oh. It was the same end. Ronaldo. Well. Remember Ronaldo did it against Chelsea? Ronaldo was standing yeah. and he could have moved his hips and his legs and just put it in the top corner. Or was that Ronaldinho? Did, what, who did I say, Ronaldo? Yeah. Ronaldinho, sorry, my yeah. fault. Yeah. What a finish. But it was the Bolt. same end as well as a twig goal. That's what really made me think of it. Yeah, excellent, excellent finish from Danny Kerr and hopefully he sticks around. Um, great, I think it was a left footed volley by Feely that came up after that, was it? I thought I hit the bar, but Mana saved it off. Mm. He, he, um, no, he, got, he got down really well. And uh, O'Halloran should have equalised for them as well from a free kick. It was crossed in, handed to him on a plate, really, and he just ended up toe poking it straight at Mana. Should have scored. Once again, it's. Uh, so they had a bit of a spell there. It's such a big presence that we have now with Manus at the in goal. It's it's such a, a big advantage for us now. So, like I said, as we were just talking off air, I think this is our the the best backbone we've had under Bradzer as regards to recruitment as well. So we don't, actually, I, I don't think we need to recruit. We I think three players and I think we're good to go. But um, recruitment is massive, massive in the off season. Corey Galvin looked good for them. He looked good every time he's played against us. People singled him out for Bray as well, didn't they? Yep. No, he's been excellent. I on think. one hand, we it would have been nice to sign him. On the other hand, I just don't want to sign any more central midfielders. Would, Not for at least two years yeah, because I'm just I mean, sick he, of signing. We could him. even he's he's a bit tricky and nippy as well. You could even convert him out, out wide. You know, it's it's one of those things. Seriously, count up the central midfielders we've had since the start of last year. Yeah, it's nuts. It's a lot. No more. Lot. <laughs> no more. And. Um, yeah, so that was that, and then second half, both managers were sent off early in the second half. What did you see from this prof? I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. I just saw. Apparently, it was harsh. I just saw them walking into the stand. At first, I just thought it was a Waterford, someone from the Waterford staff, and then me and Nate couldn't find Brad there. Didn't know where he was. He wasn't sitting in the dugout. So I asked him afterwards, uh, Brad there, when he he was baffled by the whole thing. Handbags. He, he said him and Alan Reynolds were talking about how many yellow cars there were he said it wasn't necessarily heated or anything just got sent off <laughs> and uh, the fourth official perceived that as talking to him giving out to him and uh, yeah it's like seven yellows at this stage people were missing the Latvian ref yeah this this guy was awful he was great this is Rob Harvey again wasn't it was it yeah as far as I know I think it was yeah it was it was Rob Harvey and um then Akinadi popped up with a header. It was a bullet. Yeah, he, uh, he has it in the locker, doesn't he? What do you think about Ray Whelan's theory that this constantly happens to us? The more we give players abuse, the more they tend to score against us. Yeah, it's fuel for the fire. Look at Killian Brennan with his penalty. 100%. You will, like, if, if I'm, put it this way, if I'm on the pitch and the fans are giving me dogs abuse, that's gonna, like, it's different personalities out there, but for me, that's, that's fuel for my fire I'm going to be on out there to stick one in the net and run straight over you know that's that's what I'd be doing you reckon you should, you should actually stop you should sing his praises well I'm going to have that's never going to happen yeah <laughs> but yeah. Uh, no there's it's good goal from them it was they brought two subs on their two new signings Hutchison and uh, Baba so they combined for the cross for Rakanadi uh, Noah Baba who we've been linked with have we yeah, we've been linked with him in uh last few days, but listen, you don't know how 
much substance there is in all these rumours. Shamrock rumours are starting to kick in already in the season, not even over, Prof. Um, we had chances to increase the lead as well. 25 minutes to go, Carr was true, but he dragged it wide. What a ball by Watts. Oh, by Watts, he just unlocks defences, doesn't he? He's going to be pivotal next season. And uh, like I said, we should probably have to build a team around him. And um, well, In relation to whether Carr was there, Brazler has been talking about next season for him. He's been saying next season I want to see him improve on this. He was asked by RTE and he was coy. He was like, we'll have to wait and see yeah. if he's going to stay. But it sounds like he is going to be under contract. So. Yeah, I really think we need to hold on to him because um, he's had a, he's come on in spades in the last couple of weeks. He's your player of the year as well, Prof. Mm-hmm. Me uh, and the junior hoops. The only two fan bases of any sort of sense. <laughs> Bowden player of the oh, year. look at you jumping on the junior hoops bus side now. Is that right? Prof is dead to me. No, as I'm well. talking about the children. No, not no. the people who run the junior no, no. hoops. <laughs> oh, shots fired again. We're back into the Civil War. Um, 82 minutes. Joey O'Brien, header off the bar. So we really should have had this wrapped up. Could have been 4 or 5. Looked easier to score. Yeah. It was a diving header only a few yards out, and he managed to head it upwards off the bar. Sean Boyd had come on this stage. He hadn't played since he started the Leinster Senior Cup game on July 2nd. It's unbelievable, isn't he it? He came off injured in that one. Yeah, he, um, he really needed that. He looked absolutely chuffed with the goal. And I, I was only watching back his uh, his goal against Bowles. And um, that, like th- that was a guy who we had so much hype surrounding him. I mean, do you remember that? Do you remember how much hype there was around Boyd? After that goal against Bowles, we were just like, who is this kid? That was Brazil's first uh, league game. It was on, it was on was TV it? and all. Yeah. Stat City prof. Oh, I remember thinking, I, I think I just looked at you. I think the two of us were just like, mouths open going, what? We, when that moment happened, everyone started thinking, wow, is this our front pairing for the next few years? Yeah. They seem to have a great understanding. But he's had a torrid time with injuries. Let's remember yeah. that as well. This is genuinely one of my favourite moments, actually, so far, following Rovers, this goal. Because of what you talked about, like the injury he's been through. And I couldn't wait to see him in the tunnel afterwards and say well done to him. Like, it was just, it was so cool to see him score the header. And he's a lovely kid as well. Yeah. He's, he's a good kid. And the the gif, he, the world finally saw the gif of him celebrating. I saw that, he went for the greetsman thing, didn't he? I showed it to him, I said, jeez, I never thought I'd see that this season. <laughs> he just laughed. <laughs> Walked away, he's like... Fucking prof talking shit about me all week. <laughs> yeah, no, he hadn't scored since a 4 2 win over Galway back in September 2016. Mm. 756 days ago. Nearly 25 months. Whoa. <sighs> Whoa. <laughs> it's a striker, man. Yeah. Oh, he should have scored again as well. Well, let's. Uh, I'd love to know how many of those. Uh, how many of those days were spent on the sideline and the injury room so most of the appearances have been off the bench yeah he should have scored again too Aaron Bolger I heard Aaron Bolger did a, had a bit of magic Anto Matches was saying to me this last night he said he threw, yeah. he threw Aaron Bolger on and he said he looked like he was out there having fun bit of confidence playing for the for the Ireland underage setup, and he's out there just pivoting around the place <laughs> he apparently j- he jinked past about four players in, in, in a tight space in the box and then he hit this. He chipped this control ball in. It was almost identical to Brando's one at Richmond. It was just weighted perfectly. 
but the ball kind of came across the post rather than a simple nod into the corner it took Boyd out to the other side of the post so right. he had to hit a back on goal so it was saved so he could have had a brace there Boyd yeah. right and then uh, right overall performance uh, what is your take on this prof that was a great performance man the match actually thought we outplay them who's your man the match man the match maybe Greg Bolger again because yeah? he's just really? been excellent oh. for the last few games maybe him and Kerr I suppose would be how good is how, how exciting and exhilarating is it to watch Danny Kerr or any any winger that's on your team just skin players and get get to the boy line and just do something exciting yeah it's it's just like I said power and pace Danny Kerr has it we're, maybe we're, maybe he's found his calling we've been talking about needing a winger but we've seen it this season even when he's been on the front on his own he's taken the ball and he's charged down the wing and set up chances for us mm. he's been doing that while up front imagine if we keep him on the wing I mean how exciting is Danny Carr on the left Dylan Watts in the middle and Brandon Cavanagh on the right or even Danny Carr and Brandon Cavanagh changing like that's that's exciting and then you could have a Greg Bolger and Finn. Well, it's, it's probably going to be Cavanaugh and Clark on the left flank. But there you go. I mean, there you go. That's an, that's it again. I Even if that, you played Clark left full and you had Danny Kerr left that wing. That whole side is sewn up, I think. And if Cavanaugh to come back in. Like, so like I think Kerr is going to need to be on the right. Strength and depth is... is, is like, we do have strength and depth, but like I said, recruitment is going to be massive. Try and get Keno and get his but, boots back on. Imagine Robbie Keane and Tala. He actually but, would be playing for his hometown club. <laughs> it would finally be a real thing. You won't say it though. Yeah. But we've, everyone's been talking about we finally have a, a solid defence. We finally have a back five and we're not conceding the goals and all that. But I think just as importantly, our midfield trio have finally been clicking the last few weeks. Yeah, they really have. Bolger, Finn and Watts. So yeah, no, it was an entertaining game. Decent crowd. The awards after was, was were cool, so it's a great night all around. Uh, player of the year, prop after. Tell us a little bit about it. How did it go on? Yeah, it was Looked packed. absolutely jammers. Did you see the videos, yeah? Looked dead. That was great crack. Just, just loads of singing and chanting and the players were all sitting up in the near the stage. Yeah, the usual. Just it's just the picture of them sitting there was just made me laugh as well. And uh, we were we were chanting for Danny to give us another flip. Yeah. <laughs> He gave us one after the the final whistle, but I uh, don't think he was going to do one on stage now. Not enough room. I mean, knocking people's Guinness out of their hands. Damn! 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 And uh, so, yeah, Lee Grace, Player of the Year. Well deserved as well, my, in my book. In a landslide concept. So he gave a speech. He mentioned how far we were behind Derry and Waterford and how we, we caught up with them. And it's more about consistency against the other teams. We've, he says we did well against Cork and the Dock. It's just those that bad spell we had. If we can cut out having like a massive eight-game bad spell, and cut that down to have maybe two, twice a fucking year, maybe you know, then then we can really push on. But that massive eight to ten-game spell that we had, where we were just rubbish, it killed us. It really did. And balls, of course. Yeah, yeah. Gavin Mizunu. Uh, gave a nice speech as well Did he speak well yeah oh yeah he said he doesn't know how he's going to leave this place I thought that was a nice moment uh, Ozzy Nate got a selfie with him but McDara bottled it McDara bottled it he, he was going to go up and get one but he didn't 
He's like, no, yeah. you've gone commercial, man. <laughs> you've signed for Man City, yeah. I told him to get his uh, Graham Burke Ireland program signed by Gavin, and he can have two signatures on it. Yeah, maybe so. Future Ireland. Future Ireland. Oh, yeah, for me, anyway. Future mm-hmm. Ireland number one. So that was the awards, and uh, did you stick around for long? Was it any crazy after parties? It was good crack, yeah. The, the ultras were dancing the night away. Well, mainly Jay. The ultras dance? Mainly Jay Thomas. He was twisting and grooving. <laughs> twisting and grooving. <laughs> and uh, we have main, the, the, the new song is really taking off, isn't it? The one. The logical song. We opened yeah. the last week's show with it. Yeah, that was that was gone for a good period. I think in the second half. Yeah, it's about time because we've been uh, we've been lacking in some originality, haven't we? Mm. As regards to new songs, so kudos to the ultras. Yeah, uh, so um, big big shout out to the photographers Bobby Best and George Kelly. They received special merit awards for their volunteer work and totally fully deserved because the lads go above and beyond the call of duty every single time, and they are fantastic servants to the club. So uh, I'm fans first. So. Uh, Big, big shout out to the lads and for all their fantastic, fantastic work and the contrast in their styles as well. It's pretty cool. I love seeing different photographers. So big shout out to the lads. Yeah, no one deserved it more. And you can go back to listen to the interview we did with them back on uh, March 1st. If you haven't already heard it, there was a Snowpocalypse edition. Snowpocalypse. Tales from the East End. It was a great 40 minute sit down with them. I think the only criticism of the night that I heard and I agreed with it was that the players left too fast again. Once again, like we we talked about this before, because they've they've got nothing to do. They've just finished the match. You know, I think they just want to go. You know what I mean? There's nothing for them to do. They're sitting around. Whereas I think if we have our, we, I think for next season we should look into maybe organising a night, having it on a Saturday, have a race night. That means they've actually got something to do. Bar just kind of have small talk and take selfies with fans, which can get a bit tiring at times if you're going to be there for a couple of hours. So I'd say have something to do. Get their own tables, have a race night, and then boom, mm. money maker. But um, Brazil and McPhail actually stayed the longest. Have a couple of points, did they? Yeah. So towards the end of the night, Brazil, by the way, a bad influence on me, Gar. What did he do? Shamrock Rovers FC manager Stephen Bradley, a bad influence on what me. What did he do? He's buying your points. He was just on the way out, and they just he just a wave goodbye to him, and he just started pointing at a point on the table, just on his own. I looked over and I was like, what's the point now? It was just a point that no one had touched. So I don't know if he got it or just it was someone else's was, and no one drank it. Get over here and neck this prof. Yeah. He was going to have a chugging competition. Unfortunately, he was carding. But I drank it anyway. Of course you drank it. Obviously. Um, yeah, so uh, good night all, all in all and uh, fantastic stuff. Right, so we have a, a, a tree for you today. It's the Grind My Gears. The Lissa Hadra has been replaced temporarily and everybody, we're going to let you know what's grinding their gears. I'm Tommy Tormey, and this really grinds my gears. Rovers fans, when the team pass it backwards, as in someone's in an attacking position, passes it back to the midfielder, and then passes, and the midfielder passes it back to the centre half, always give that kind of play a polite applause. Then when we're going the other direction and a midfielder tries something and gives the ball away, it's all, oh, oh, and moaning. So that means everyone's being positive about negative play and negative about positive play, and it really grinds my gears. And in life in general, what grinds my gears is the walk from the security gates in Terminal 1 in Dublin Airport to the Ryanair Pier 
that's miles away. It's not only is it fucking miles away, but it involves a windy walk and a big loop around. It's a pain in the Brenda Fricker and it grinds my gears. This is McDara Ferris, and you know what really grinds my gears? The colour of the seats in Tallis Stadium. We're going to see the new stand be filled in, in uh, with seats in, in the next few weeks. I presume they'll continue with the haphazard seating arrangement, but um, the architect talked about it. he wanted something uh, visually lively, but um, it's not like you can see in other stadiums like in Windsor Park. They really made a bit of a mess of it, and that's now our signature in the stadium, so that really grinds my gears. And away from football, something, another maybe design element. Um, the design of College Green for cyclists at the minute is just drives me mad and grinds my gears. It's dangerous. I am just amazed. And what really grinds my gears about football is probably the money in the game these days and what it leads to. I think there's so much pressure placed on it. If a manager doesn't do it in his first year now, he's out the door. And it's it's crazy. And there'll never be stability at clubs. People want success yesterday, and you see it not so much here, but certainly across the water. And like, I mean, I go back to times when Kane Daglish was manager of Liverpool, I was younger, and, and Ferguson manager, Alex Ferguson manager of Manchester United. Like, he won nothing in his first three and a half years. Like, nowadays he'd be gone, sacked, out the dog of luck. And I just think there's, in a way, what we're doing here that Rovers building slowly and like, um, Going back to let's say roots and just being patient, I think is the way. I think is the way to go. But the more money that's in the game now will probably mean that's going to be less and less likely. Um, do you know what really grinds my gears? There's two things. Um, if you're in a shop and you're queuing for something and you're basically next in the queue and the person before you is finished with the cashier, but they stop to do adjust their bags and put their money back in their pockets or purses, and there's a queue a mile long behind them, move to the side. And let other people then come in. Really annoys me. And the other one is if you be chivalrous and hold the door open for someone and they don't even bother to say thank you. That just really, really grinds my gears, that does. This is David McAllister and this is Grind My Gears. And the whole Palestinian-Israel conflict is really grinding my gears yeah. at the moment. So I'm putting Israel down there. You're putting Israel down. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't have said that, Tom. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. Tom would be listening. <laughs> And the football. And the football one, um, I think I said managing the game last year, referees. But just well, for the. A la Dundalk. Like yeah, a la Dundalk. But now just injuries, I'm going to put for Granada with Gears now because yeah. I can't stand them at this stage. <laughs> uh, this is Luke Evern, and what really grinds my gears is people putting fake lives on Instagram. Yeah. Fake lives on Instagram is yeah. rampant, isn't it? It's just fucking all smoke. Yeah. And my football related <coughs> issue that grinds my gears is Paul Pogba and Jose Mourinho. Oh wow. It's a shit show. What's your opinion on that? Who's right, who's wrong? Oh, the manager's right. The manager's right? What do you think Pogba's doing wrong? It's not playing well enough to justify talking about his manager in the press anyway. Can't wow. be speaking about his manager like that. Yeah, wide variety of uh, gear grinding there, Gear. It certainly was. Um Davy Max grind my gears will go down a tree, I'd say. What grinds my gears is the new Bose jersey, prof. <laughs> I actually didn't believe it until I saw it. It's one of those things where you're like, it was like, ah, fair play. That, that's, that's a solid parody there. But they actually brought out... Now, here's the thing. Apparently, it's not Bob Marley. Apparently, it's <laughs> a, stock a stock image of Bob Marley. So they've actually wriggled around paying the Bob Marley estate their, their fair dues. Because you're actually banned from using his yeah. image. 
So they've actually robbed images of Bob Marley, stuck it on an O'Neill's, an O'Neill's jersey, prof. If we ever, ever get O'Neill's as our sponsors for our jerseys, I am done. <laughs> it's horrific. Horrific. And it's, just look at the thing, like, I mean, this is the people's club, right? As, as they say, people's club. But they have literally, this is like the biggest sellout ever. And they don't even advertise it as Bob Marley. They advertise it as like, oh, this is for music fans all over the world. That was a good spot. No mention of Bob Marley. They're putting it down as for music fans. Well, this is a sellout. They're just trying to sell jerseys to any random or all over the world. It's a total sellout from the so-called People's Club. But did you know, Gary, that Bob Marley once played at Daily Mount in the 80s? So I, I'm, I'll tell you, who could we have? I think. Therefore, it all makes perfect sense. Yeah. A once-off gig in the '80s, and they decided to stick him on his jersey, emblazoned on their jersey. Let's say. And uh, holy God, the internet exploded! It exploded, and it's like I said, it's a cheap, cheap tactic. It's a sellout tactic, and they didn't like I said, they didn't even pay Bob Marley's estate is is their fair dues for using this, and. Um, it's it's embarrassing. It really is. But listen, they got their they got their day in the sun. They got their Tuesday afternoon being talked about by the world in the sun, and uh, they're they're happy with it. I just loved all the memes coming in. Oh man! Like even the official club accounts were at it. Like Finn Harris put up one with Daniel O'Donnell on the shirt. Did you see the one with the Pats one? Oh, the, the with the Celtic guy on it. With, with yeah. the man who did the interview. And of oh, course, man. Celtic. Brilliant. Even our WhatsApp group, the memes were just endless. Oh, just like man. Tommy Kelly and Dan Fulham. And Great crack. Just their pictures on the church. Hey, WhatsApp group hopping all day. But I, like ultimately, if, if we did something like that, I would. I don't think we ever would. I, I would cringe to high heaven, man. It's it's embarrassing. But the guys say we just have opposite views. Like Their fans probably love this, do they? Yeah, I'd say so, yeah. I'd say they love it. I've only spoken to one Bose fan the last 24 hours and he likes it. I spoke to a Bose fan last night and he's embarrassed to death. He says he can't believe they did it. He said it's, it's unbelievable. He said it's, it's, it's no affiliation to the club whatsoever. So he did a gig there. That was it. And they're all talking about steeped in history and things like this. But you, you, you're, they're talking about steeped in history. Stadium is not going to be there for much longer. They're going to have this brand new shiny stadium. Mm. And it's going to be just as soulless as they say Tala is. So... So it won't be the hippie Christie Where's the new Christie club? Yeah, I was only over in St. Pauli there in the weekend. And if they're, if they're modelling themselves in St. Pauli, they've a lot of crust to go. That's the crustiest place I've ever been. Wow. I'm not even going to get into it. But, um, yeah, so that's the, the new Bob's jersey. <laughs> Bob Marley on the front of your jersey. Seriously. Have you ever seen anything like it? No. Is there is there is there any has there ever been any examples like this before? I think the, previously the wackiest ever jersey in the league of Ireland was at Lawn, where they just had a giant A in the front. Oh, never even no. It's this is yeah. maybe our whirlpool purple one. I can't beat that. That was a cracker. I'd love to see that again. But um, yeah, so we'll move on. Um, so our underage teams had three semis uh, against all Ireland. Oh God, <laughs> all against St Pat's last weekend. And the 15s lost 2-1 at Inchicore, despite going in front with a goal by Sinclair Armstrong. Saving a penalty and playing against 10 men for most of the half, so they got beaten. And that, that sounded like a good game. 
Um, the 17s had Mizuno on goal and they won at Richmond thanks to an 85th minute by substitute Jack Kelly and a very proud grandfather I'd say yeah, Mr bad. Peter Fitzpatrick I love the video of the goal celebrations after see yeah. where they're, they're running away it's just it's just adulation isn't it love the joy in their faces the joy in their faces and the 19s comprehensive 3-0 win in Tala a brace from uh, Dean Williams and one from Emmanuel Lawal and Seablock is smashing home the goals again Definitely has to get a chance to force team eventually. Yeah, Aaron Bolger and Brandon Cavanaugh both played in that one. Brando, the Crumlin creator. The Crumlin creator, as he's been branded. Yeah. Not the Crumlin cruiser, as some would say. Um, also, a massive incentive for uh, winning that under-19s league. You could get qualification for the UEFA Youth League. No, you do. You do get qualification if you, you win do. it, don't you? Yeah, I'm nearly sure. Because Bowles are in it. They played uh, Midgeland, I think. I think there's a certain set of circumstances oh, in which right, you might right, need right. to get in, but I know Bowles are in it now. But... Yeah, so our, our 19s and 17s both made the league finals, but the 15s didn't make it, but sure. Meat love. <laughs> Um, uh, the final is on Tuesday 30th for the 19s isn't it and the junior hoops are doing a guard of honour so bring your kids down uh, pretty much any kid that turns up today will probably be able to do it so bring the kids down and um, that is uh, going to be a cracker of a final because it's against Bose so definitely I'm heading down to this pro it's Halloween Eve so definitely head down to that Tuesday what time's kickoff? 7.30 hopefully whip up a crowd for that one whip up a crowd and cheer home the boys fantastic as, occasion as Robert Gargan said on Facebook imagine what it would mean to the players for the final if they came out to the stadium and it was a big crowd you know it would really spur them on yeah so definitely share 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 the info on every media platform you have and let's get a massive crowd down because me and the prof will be down there friends we, we brought out a good crowd for them for the Shield final and that was just like a bottom four competition yeah so sure we can do it again yeah definitely yeah so we have the 17s and uh, we'll go through the dates one more time the two finals are as follows 19s play balls on Tuesday the 30th of October Tallet Stadium 7.30 kick off gonna be a cracker 17s travel to Finn Harps this Saturday the 27th at 3 o'clock and it's been changed to Bunkrana in McGinn Park which is a crazy I don't know why they're doing that it's nuts. yeah it was Finn Park initially it's crazy. Uh, so that's an Astro part. That's an Astro Turf pitch as well. That's the one we were up there last two seasons ago, or last year maybe. Yeah. And uh, that's you could probably. It's an hour. How long is Bunkrana away from Sligo? You could do Sligo overnight and then head over to the game, and then it's, it could be a bit much though. Um, yeah. So next up, we have the final of the Quifties Quiz, and it's Davy Mack versus Joey O'Brien. So we're here at the Rosedown for the final with questions from the East End. We began the cup all the way back in March and after a total of 21 matchups, four tiebreakers, 424 questions. It's come down to just two and it's been a great competition. So uh, some of you have impressed us with the general knowledge, some of you haven't. But someone thought Derry was in Munster, someone thought there were only one degree in a circle. Uh, these, t- <laughs> these two knew their stuff and uh, finally we'll find out who's the smartest player in the squad. Davey, uh, Lukey's not too happy sitting there. <laughs> Uh, Dave McAllister or Joey O'Brien is going to be the winner. So it was Dave himself who actually made the draw for the cup all those months ago and he defeated Greg Bulger, the defending champion, Lukey Bourne, and then Alan Manis for three in the semis. Okay. Joey had a longer route here. He came all the way in the qualifier, seeing off Trevor Clark round and finish Sean Boyd before trashing Danny Carr 7 1 in the semis. And there's a lot at stake here. And you can see the Tales the 18, Tales from the East End trophy on the table. And what would it mean to take it home for you today, Davey? 
it means everything to me. Yeah, just for my family, the whole lot, the season, it's, it's been, it'd be an honour to take this, this trophy home. What about you, Joey? Yeah, biggest thing in my career, so. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, we're making things a little bit different for the final. There's a pool of 32 questions. So the first man to get 10 points wins. So it's not, a, you get ten, you're not get 10 questions each. Force them to get 10 points wins, or whoever is in front by the time you run out of questions. So um, they win the trophy. So uh, steals are now allowed. So you can steal the, the person's question. So you have to give them time to answer, but if they can't answer at the end, you get to steal. And um, uh, there's still a 15 second time limit on each one. And finally, you're able to pick your own topic. So there's a list of subject matters in front of you. Call out the one you want and then cross it out with a pen. And you must rotate between football and non-football. So it has to go football, non-football, football, non-football. So before we start recording, we gave the lads a question to determine who goes first. And the question was as follows. How many years between the closing of Milltown and the opening of Tallis Stadium? So what did Davey say? 22 years. Enjoy. 19. Dave wins. So Davey wins. What was the answer? 22. Great answer, Davey. There you go. Great start, Davey. Good start. Right, so first up, you pick your football questions first, Davey. Football questions first, and then over here. Rovers this season. So they crossed that out? Yeah. So Ro Rovers this season. How many away league wins do Rovers have in a row right now? Is there time on this? 15 seconds. Straight on that one. Right now. Four seconds. Four. Five. Five. Oh. Fucking thought went to me. Oh, I think it does. Oh. Well, hold on now. Oh, hold on. You've already Boy. said the answer. Bollocks to this. Did you got it? Did you got it? I 100% would have got it. No. Would you actually? No. So I forgot about it. my fault. I apologise. It's my fault. We'll go again. I'm pause it. Um, we start at the end then. We start at the end now. Yeah. <laughs> right, go for Joey. So non football now. Non football? No, no, same. So each one goes to football, yeah. yeah. So football. British football. Okay, so which former Liverpool player is assistant to Steven Gerrard at Rangers? Gary McAllister. Yeah. Oh, he knew that. Right, Davey. Stay in football? Non football. Non football. Oh, it has to be this one. History. You can't history. Or is history? Open. <laughs> 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 Where's history? What's the fifth one I showed in the middle? History. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking hell. That's. Oh, yeah, I remember the question anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Go on. Uh, in what year did Ireland join the EU? This is to me, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Joey's got him right in his brain. Do you know this, Joe? Good boy, now. 94 seconds. 9. 1973. Fucking are you offering these up or? No. That's the way you've just done that. Keep going. From now, you can steal. From now, yeah. So he was a fucking former. What's it? Football? Uh, Non-football. It's a bad start. It's going for movies. Right, movies for Joey. Big Daddy and Hit Girl were characters in which 2010 superhero film? 
2000, huh? 2010. Yeah, Big Daddy and Hit Girl. Uh, no, that's what I mean. It was too easy. Two seconds. Went wrong. Deadpool. No. Uh, Davy. Big Daddy and Hit Girl were characters in which 2010 superhero film. Fucking long as well. Kill you when you How come he got off that note? No, I don't know. Anyway. It went, it was two, it was two mistakes for the evenings in it. Sorry. Nicholas Cage is in it, isn't he? Are you going to give the answer? No, yeah, I said no, I don't know. Yeah, kick ass. Yeah. <laughs> Back to football, yeah? Yeah. Teammates. Teammates. Okay. How old is your opponent today? Now this will obviously can't be. <laughs> this can't be offered. This can't be. <laughs> Jesus, yeah. For me, being this one. Thirty-two. He got it. Thirty-two is right. Yeah. 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 That was a that yeah. was football, football yeah. yeah. Football, yeah. Oh, Another British football. <laughs> the Toyn Weir Derby is contested between which two clubs? Stay quiet, yeah. Four seconds. Newcastle and Middlesbrough. Newcastle and Sunderland. Oh! Come on, Newcastle and Sunderland. Yeah, yeah. Give, give it to him. Oh, everyone knows that one. Hold on, everyone knows that one. I am so The time we're there. Joe, we got it. I am actually shocked that. That one's for Davey. Davey got it. So we're on to. So we're on to non football now. I'm up to one here. Can I just say that shouldn't have been offered, though? You didn't offer me to. Yeah. Oh, no, uh, Joey's Animals. Animals. Okay. Davey wants animals. What kind of animals don't hunt or eat any meat? Herbivores. Yeah. Very good. Answer. Davey, was that one of the best ones? Whoa. What animals don't eat any meat or hunt? Do you, Joey? Herbivores. He's into dinosaurs. That's why you're not in this. He's got movies again. He's got movies again, right? He'll, he'll get this. Where did Where did Kevin's parents go for Christmas in the 1990 hit movie Home Alone? Oh, I don't know, I just know that that's what her position is. Don't forget, you can pass this on to me. Three seconds. New York. Off to you, Davey. That's the second one, is it? Spain? No, it was France. France! Oh, it was a European one. Oh. Right, football. I knew it rained there the whole time. I was picturing every head and sitting in the apartment. Uh, football for you, Davey. I know my teammates quite well, so. Okay, so teammates again. How many months had it been since Sean Boyd scored a competitive goal <laughs> before Waterford? How many months? months. I have this. Yeah. 
This is how in the count back. Three Forty-six months. Uh, Eighteen. No, over to you. Twenty-two. British football again. Um, what have we got? What scores it? Three one the baby. Who he's gonna get? The, he's gonna. Oh, yeah, Finn, you're gonna get this one. Who is the only English man to win the European Golden Shoe? Three seconds. Alan Shearer. No. Oh, Michael Allen. No. Kevin Phillips. For Sunderland in 1999. Had a cracker of a season. I don't think anyone's going to get 10 days. Um, so we're non football now, isn't it? Yeah. Geography. Geography for Davy Mack. The Grand Canyon is in which US state? Nevada. No, up to you, Joey. Arizona. Yeah, he's, he's back. back. No, he's back. Are you there? I had a feeling he might have been there. Are you there? Yeah. Okay, so over to you. Non football now, with Joey. Music. Okay. Name, name the song. Name the song. I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style. And so I came to see him to listen. For a while. No idea. I know. I know you're great with me. The name the song. I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style. So I came to see him. To oh yeah. For a while. It's always a baby now. Killing me softly. That's it. 90s baby, I thought you'd have got that, Joey. What scores are that? So we're back to football, are we? To Dave. Yeah, Joey's Should be really three. Yeah, Joey, you are wrong. Irish football. Irish football. Right. Who is currently the longest serving manager at any one club in the League of Ireland? Curran. Premier Division or both divisions? Oh, all divisions. Three left. Now it's time. Now it's time. Yeah, Joey. Stephen Kenny. Yeah. I don't know, I think the first division then. I put in the first division. What have you on? We're on. He picked football. International football. Okay. Who was the highest scorer for the Spanish national team? Davide. Great show. Davide. Forty-nine goals. Yeah. Back to. No, 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 no,
rambunctious. Rambunctious. R A M B U N C I O U S. Does he have it? Would you like an attempt at it? Oh, is that wrong? You're wrong. Yeah. What's the word again? 15 seconds. Rambunctious. R A M B U N K O S H. No. No K. No S H. R A M B. Yeah, you missed the T. You missed the T. So we're still for him. Well done. Non non football. Non football. Halloween. More, more of a music question to be honest. Name the 1962 novelty song by Bobby Boris Pickett. Halloween. Halloween themed. Rocky Horror Show. No. Would you like it? Bash at that, Davy. 1972. 62. 62. Uh, 19. Stop giving them no, fucking. The Monster Mash. <laughs> So it's football now. Football, yeah. um, what time is it? Irish football too. Yeah. Do you want to agree to first to play now then? Or, or do you want to keep going? Do you always go down? What do you want this? Yeah, guys. It's up to you. You won't see his performance. Irish football too. Irish football too. Right. Number two. In 2005. Which club became the winners of the inaugural Satanta Sports Cup? First ever Satanta Cup winners. I'm gonna go with a Nordy team. I'm gonna say Linfield. Yes. Ooh, what a show. Look at him. Look at him saying this. He's happy with that. Yes! <laughs> get in! International football. International football. What a guess! <laughs> Who was the most capped player ever for Northern Ireland? Joe, you might get this. I got this one. Yes, I am. Paddy McCarthy. Three seconds, Joe. Come on, Joe. Stephen Davis. No, I went with that. Didn't know. So pass it on. David Healy. No, I'm sure it was well. Pat Jennings, 119 caps. So non football for you, David. Non football? Non football for you. Going off show, we spelled the last time. I'm going to go spell it too. Spell the word auxiliary. You can't fucking write it down, man. You can write it down, man. Ah, bollocks. I know this is there. You have to accept your answer now before this time was out, right? Okay. A U X I L L A R Y. Would you like to go, Joey? Fuck. He's got it wrong. A U X I L A R Y. No, A U X I L I A R Y. I'm missing an I. No one's got to spell him right. Fuck. Go back to football. I'll leave four at the day, still. Spell him on the head. No, it's non football, isn't it? Because I went first and I would pick spelling. I just thought it was Davey first, though. That's what it means we're still on non football. Yeah, that's what it means. 
going for sport. Okay, how many balls are on the table at the start of a game of pool? Can't count them. Ninth in. Pass it on. Would you like to go? Fifteen. Sixteen. The black! <laughs> I thought he would have gone for an even number yeah. at least. Right, so we're on to non-football again. Oh, we're on to, no sorry, we're on to football, Davy. British football, oh. British football, okay. Eric Cantona, Kung Fu kicked a fan at which London football ground? Selhurst Park. European football. Who scored for Real Madrid last weekend? Uh, after more than seven hours without a goal. Madrid been seven hours without a goal. Huh? Madrid have been seven hours without a goal. Who scored the first goal after seven hours of no competitive goals? Bandsman. Would you like a shot at that? Uh, um, I would. I'm going to say... Modric. Marcelo. A portion of whose ear did Mike Tyson bite off during a boxing match? You gotta pick them right, Joey. What's it? 7-4. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can eat this, Joey. Go for movies. Yeah. I'll force the pen, you said, didn't I? Uh, who killed Mufasa in The Lion King? You seen this, Joey. You seen this. Stop, stop getting his head out. Why are you showing that? <laughs> Hold on, Finna. Turn. No. Done. I didn't do it. Three seconds. David. No. Don't. Scar. Yes, that is you. Hey, hey, that's football. Back to football. You might hit the pin. What scores it? Eight four. Plenty of questions. Come on, I'm going with it. I don't want to embarrass myself, but I was avoiding it. Rovers history? Yeah. Very risky. Yeah. Very risky. How many leagues and FAI Cups have Rover won, Rovers won in their history? So, how many leagues and how many Cups? Every player should know this. Yeah. So, you count to them. Four seconds. 37. What, would you, it's you passed on, doesn't it? But you didn't combine the two, is it? Yeah. We would have taken it separately. All right. It has to be separately, yeah. yeah. Many leagues, many courts. So, give it a go, Joey. There's a time though. Start with leagues. Eight then. I'll answer this. Go on, Sean. Sean 17 and 24. Yes, Sean. Johnny Boyd. Boyd. He knows. The well history off, buff. Me? Yeah. Is it? What's going on? Football. Football. Football, yeah. Football. 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 What's going on? A4 at the moment. European football. <laughs> Need to come back. Thierry Henry was recently appointed manager of which club? Oh, Monaco. 
Anthony. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We deserved an easy one. Yeah. We're back in the game. Back. Who? Who's we? <laughs> <laughs> Team Tom. We? Oh, yeah, what's that about? Yeah. <laughs> Just because I smoked it last time. Um, <laughs> I'll go with Matt. What is 210 divided by 14? Can't use the paper for this one. You know what I mean? 210 divided by 14, was it? This makes more sense. 30. No. Over to Joey. What's it again? 210 divided by 14. I'm always spreading down the background. I'm not even thinking no. 16. Oh, 15. Oh, you need that one. Oh, you need that one. Close. Right, Davey. What you got? Is it, no, it's all right, isn't it? Back to yeah, Joe for non-football. He likes his movies, doesn't he? Movies, yeah. Fucking fuck. Where's his movies? The most out of all. He should get this. What was the name of Jeff Bridges' character in The Big Lebowski? That'd be a nice head. Oh, check it out. Nah. Sorry, no. Sorry, no, I'm in for that as well. The, du the dude. Give him the job, you're back to Dookie for now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to talk about the football. Eh? <laughs> football. So all we've got is European left, isn't it? Yeah, European. What's it? 8-5. Name the Polish striker for Genoa, currently top scorer in Serie A with nine goals. I only know Lewandowski. It's, I don't really think I've taught me head, so. Very <laughs> young boy, isn't he? Joey. Joey. I'm not going to go. Piatek. 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 European football again. Which Italian striker was Alex Ferguson talk about when he said that lad must have been born offside? Inzaghi. Yeah. Great answer. Come back. Oh, come back, Luke. He's buzzing over there. Yeah, <laughs> all right, boss. Follow me. So that's, I think that's all the football questions. Done. So back to the abbreviations here. Oh, this could be interesting. Yes. I was like, well, you said it's the fourth of ten, so I hope you have a fucking <laughs> supplies there in the book. No, no, we also said that whoever's ahead by the time we run out wins. Oh, never said you, that. He's you missed the, the goal post, yeah. We have a it was it's a record, you can go back. Yeah, we can go back. It was a post of new rules, I heard that. It was. Did not say that? It's in Davey. Davey, what does BMW stand for? <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it's all shit with that out. It's the first thing that came to my head as well. <laughs> Three seconds. No. No. Joey. No. No idea. The German. Bavarian Motorworks. Should have known that from my cowboy shouldn't you? Joey, what does the C in LCD stand for? Do you know this? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Fucking do now. What is that? 
The tellies. Clear. <laughs> liquid clear display. Crystal. Crystal is like, oh yeah, she saw like crystal and I thought when you said clear, you just put it in the head. <laughs> so so he was the one you got wrong, you got the other two wrong. So after all the questions... I know! It's LCD. After all the questions done, Davy Mack has taken home the trophy. 8-6. You've changed the goal. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> he's the most He's the most competitive I've ever seen. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe. Joey. Joey, you're going to take a Thanks, lads. Thanks, lads. Deserved winner, this. Thanks, Gip. Thanks, Gip. Thanks very much. Thanks very much. Right, so, Sligo. We're going to talk about the last game of the season. And cannot wait for this one, Prof. Going to be a cracker of an away day. Plenty of plenty of bogeyness planned. So, cannot wait. First 21 games, right? We won seven, we drew six, and we lost eight. Scored 30 goals and conceded 22, right? So we got 27 points and we had nine clean sheets. Our last 14 games, with Gavin and Big Allen goal, we won 11, we drew two, and we lost one. Scored 27 and conceded three. Woo! 35 points and had 12 clean sheets. Like, look at that form. League winning form. If we had had that form, let's say we had some better form in the in for, I think it was May till June, early July. If we had had better form there, this is league winning form in the business end of the season. It's very frustrating looking at this to be honest. Think back to though how we were all feeling after the defeats in Dundalk and Watford from all those goalkeeping mistakes. Like at one stage, I was genuinely concerned we'd finish sixth. Sixth. Well, it, it was a concern. I mean, like, we are so bad. Because we were conceding two or three a game. We just... We Could were, you imagine saying then that we would end this season with a top flight record for clean sheets? Would you have believed me? Definitely. I'd have slapped you right in the face. That's violent. Say, shut up, prof. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any more stats? Yeah, so if we do keep a clean sheet in this game in Sligo, that means we'll finish the campaign having conceded 25 which would be our second best defensive record. Overall, 25 goals conceded. It would be our second best defensive record in the top flight since Milltown. Ooh. We only conceded 24 in 2011. And Cork and Sligo are now the only away venues that Rovers haven't won in during Stephen Bradley's reign. Turner's crossing the showgrounds. Yeah, so we're going to have to pop that cherry. We're definitely going to win because I'm not gone. And I've never seen us win the showgrounds. <laughs> so, three points are a banker here, folks. Uh, I'll keep you updated, Prof. Don't worry. Well, though, I feel sorry for you, Gar, because when's the last time you saw a live Rovers goal? Uh, How many weeks is it now? Oh, God. Because it was, it was nil-nil against Cork. Yep. You missed Carr's one in Richmond. Yep. You weren't there last week. Yep. Just rub it in a bit more, Prof. <laughs> keep rubbing it. So, oh, actually, I'll give, I'll give you my prediction. Now, we're going to move on, actually, now, yeah? No more stats, Prof? No, I still have stats. Oh, stat orgy. If we make it six away wins in a row in the league, we're on five at the moment. We did five under Crotty in 2014, did a couple of times in the 90s, did five. But we haven't done six on the bounce since 1966. Stats the most prime here, the transformer. 
What are quirky names you have? Belknapstats. <laughs> Whew. Any more? I have to take a minute. I think I need a cigarette. I'll finish <laughs> on a strong note. I'll leave it there. Um, yeah, so next up we have starting 11s and predictions. <laughs> gonna go a bit wacky for this one, Prof. A bit wacky. I'm gonna go Bazunu. Bazunu, uh, I'm gonna go Pico and Grace. Um, no, I'm gonna go Joey O'Brien and Grace, centre half. Uh, who have we got? Have we got anyone coming up in the ranks that could play full back? Now we'll go Boyle at Roy Fall and we'll go Cav. Well, Kavanaugh's possibly injured, isn't he? So, um, yeah, we'll stick him in. We'll presume he's okay. We'll go Kavanaugh. Um, and then we're going to have, let's say, Brandon Kavanagh on the left. We're going to have Aaron Bulldog in the middle with Watts. And I'm going to leave another centre midfield open, spot open just in case. We're going to go Bone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to shake it up. We're going to go Bone, Bulger and Watts. Uh, right wing, we will stick in. I'll say we've got Brando Kavanagh on one wing. And we'll put Danny Carr on the other. And then we will go up top C block. How about that? Oh, you stole my one again. How about that? <laughs> Nothing against you, Shazzy. We just want to see C block. You're copying my wild prediction from Richmond Park now. That's yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, now a couple of, a bit of youth, a bit of enthusiasm in the team because Sligo's home form is wretched. So I reckon we could we can nab something there. And uh, yeah, my prediction is uh, it's actually. Nil all. It's been at me for a while. That's a first. I know. It's been at me for a while. I'm hoping it's a cracker, but something is telling me nil all. You're going to have to wait another four months to see a competitive goal then. So. Oh, for fuck's sake, yeah. I'll have to get my fix with the Lenser Senior League. Um, yeah, nil all. What's your prediction? Prediction, uh, I'll say one all. Yeah. My team, uh, Manus. Left back, Ali Gilchrist, just for the crack. Ali G, okay, so you want to lose. I don't actually know if he's still at the club anymore. There's only one way to find out. That's to put him in my starting 11. Uh, and I'm going to put Joey and Grace centre-back. Boyle right back. Brando and Danny Carr on the wings. Watts, Greg Bolger and Aaron Bolger. And same as you, C-block up front. Um, actually, do you know what? I'm not dropping... Greg Bulger, that'd be silly because he's been in flying form. I'm going to drop Bone. Bone's dropping out. And uh, stick Bulger back in. But the the last game of the season, Prof. And uh, I can't wait to hear the, the grief. You're lucky you're not going to be around to get the grief for starting LEG at left full. <laughs> but uh, last game of the season, make sure planes, trains, automobiles, get yourself down because it's going to be a massively long off season. There's no football for four months, guys. No live football. Shamrock rumours will kick in and every rumour under the sun you'll be listening out for. This is the last game of the season. All sorts of buses going. Ultras bus is going. Gary Twig bus is going. Think the Larry bus got cancelled. Hoops SC are on the way. Planes, trains, automobiles. Get yourself down to Sligo. Did you read the article by John O'Sullivan on, on the off-seasons? No, that's John O'Sullivan for Bray, is it? No, the, the writer. No, I didn't get a chance. It's good. Former Cork chairman or something. Go on, what was he saying? I know the way like we've one of the longest off seasons in Europe four months and uh, it's even longer for first division clubs right it's like 22 weeks and he worked it out as that's 42% of the calendar year that's crazy they're not it? playing 
not getting gates it's crazy yeah. absolutely crazy stuff so even like for maybe not too much for harps harps beat Drogheda in the playoffs so they're going to meet Limerick now on the decider who do you want to stay up there I want, uh, I want harps I want harps to go up yeah me too Bally Buffet is a great trip and um, they have a new ground coming too. Yeah, Apparently. hopefully we could probably persuade the twelve Paddy million, McCart. the twelve million Donegal stadium. <laughs> I can't see that happen. Why? Why do I doubt these things every time? Um, yeah, so loads of buses going, guys. Loads, and there's lifts. There's a lift slash bus thread on the rowers' chest. So if you're stuck, get onto that. Uh, boiler suits are the uh, attire for the day because the anti-climb paint. I remember everybody wore them down last time. It looked great. So boiler suits on. And um, green and white balaclavas. You can get yeah, green and white balaclavas. You can get them in. You can get the boiler suits and any B and Q woodies, all that stuff. Hardware shots. They're called coveralls. And um, yeah, so even if we have half as much fun as we did the last time we went to Sligo on the last day of the season, we're definitely gonna.